ops, and a little bit of paranoia. Welcome to the Iron Sysadmin Podcast. Welcome back, folks. I just realized, last time I was editing the show, I realized, so I play that sound so that people know we're coming back. So if they're hanging out in the live stream, they hear the sound, they know to come back and pay attention. But I realized that the music that plays while we're away includes that as a bumper for like our Patreon and stuff like that, right? So now I'm wondering if I should change that noise. Maybe I should change that you, noise. You could change that noise. You could change that noise. Yeah, I'm going to have to change that noise. We'll make it... Um... Where's the kaboom? There was supposed to be an earth-shattering <laughs> kaboom. We'll play that when we come back. What do you think? I mean, that, that would that would work. <laughs> you don't think You don't think that's a good one? I didn't say it was a guy said it would work. Yeah, that's, okay. So from now on, whenever we see, come back from break, we'll play Marvin. Okay. So now everyone knows. Or we could do we could do Get Smart. All right, so this is the part I, of the show where we do our usual housekeeping stuff. Folks, thanks. Uh, welcome I, back. I, I, I do have a soft spot for Get Smart, so... Like, Get Smart was a great show. show. It was a great show. It was a great show. Great show. Uh, anyway, uh, if you guys didn't check out part A of the show, you should go back and listen to part A. We had a great conversation with John. Uh, he's a TMM for Red Hat Insights. Well, I guess that wasn't really his title, but that's how I know him. He's he's more than that, I suppose. He's the insights guy I that I go to. I don't think I can repeat his title. It was pretty long. It's pretty long. Uh, but anyway, we talked about insights and specifically the insights vulnerability service, which is pretty cool. Um, and I know you might not really trust that coming from a guy who works for Red Hat in marketing. But uh, Jason, what did you think of it? It's an interesting service. Um, and nope. Sorry. Wow. Way to drown me out. I, guess, <laughs> I thought it was over. I guess over. I can't have an opinion. <laughs> I, I guess I can't have an opinion. The, guys, the, the, the Red Hat guy is just going to drown me out. Yeah, right. I um, thought it was over. I'm sorry. Anyway, go ahead. It, uh... Uh, it's it's a neat product. Um, I think it has its uses. Um, you know, I, I'm I'm probably coming from more of a uh, uh, an area where I'm used to having a lot of other tools available. But um, you know, as a as a first pass look, um, being able to get a scan virtually instantly, it sounds like um, it's yeah. it's not a bad it's not a bad thing to use. Yeah. So that's you know, just. Uh, as long as folks understand, like, this is only your Red Hat Linux system and only packages that Red Hat Linux is aware that you installed. Yeah. Then then you're okay. It's not going to cover containers. It's not going to cover third-party stuff that you have that, that you know, Insights isn't aware of, you know, that sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah. And this is – I see it as a as another tool in the tool belt, right? We, we hear that word a lot, right, yeah. or the, that phrase a lot. But it's, it's just one more piece where – because that is a valid problem, right? You, you have the you, – your Nessus or your whatever scan says you're vulnerable, but maybe your vendor says you're not. Well, in this case, as a vendor, we're providing you a tool that makes it easier to make that distinction. So, you know, I think it's a neat tool. That's the whole reason I wanted to bring him on because I, I was actually building a lab – we have these these public labs that you can actually just go to our, our website. There's a there's a section there for labs where you can try out different features. And I was building a lab for the Insights Vulnerability Tool, and I thought it was really neat, even while I was just building the lab out. So, uh, at any rate, I think it's cool. You can't 
you can't beat the price. I mean, if you're paying exactly. for Red Hat Linux already, exactly. it's free. So exactly. So if you've got Rel, you've got it. So that's pretty cool. And that's honestly, it's one of the messages we're trying to send people because you know there's certain things that differentiate Rel over free Linux. Not necessarily the Linux bits because you can get a free Linux distribution that's that's literally the same, right? Um, but there's a lot of value that we add. And Insights is part of that. So it's not just support anymore. Anyway, I'm trying not to be a sales pitch here, but man, it, it's rubbing off on me, man. It really is. <laughs> yeah, it, you Soon you won't even recognize me. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get a tie and maybe grow some horns. Ah, anyway, all right, so this is the part of the show where we do our usual housekeeping stuff. First, I want to thank all of our patrons. You guys are awesome. You guys make the show um, affordable. <laughs> That's the best way I can put it, right? Um, and those patrons are NamePending197, Jeremy, Odin, Andrew, Tatro, Bruce, Robert, David, Solemn, LinuxSys666, Mark with a K, The Mentor, Mark with a C, Julius, Andy, Jay, and Charles. Thank you all for being patrons. You guys are awesome. Folks are awesome. I can't use guys anymore, can I? Maybe they're not guys. Maybe they don't. Whatever. Folks, you folks are awesome. There's a there's a podcast they used to listen to where they have like 128 patrons, and at the end of every show, they would read them all out. Can you imagine going through that list? Like, there were two co-hosts, and basically one would read like 20 then they'd go to the other co-host and they would read like 20 while the other one was catching his breath. <laughs> they'd go back and forth. It would take forever. I wouldn't complain if we had our 28 patrons, though. I just might not read them all. Well, I mean, once you get to that point, it's, you know, the, yeah. you, you set up the patron level so that you have to be at a certain level to get your name announced. Yeah, right. You get read if you're giving us $28 a month and more, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Then there's the, then there's the next level where like you're giving me money. I'm not I'm not announcing your name anymore. Hell with that. Yeah, right. So many of you. Right, right. You guys are great. Anyway, thank you to all the patrons. If you want to support the show uh, in a like a one time manner instead, and you'd rather get a t shirt out of it. In fact, you can get a t shirt if you're a patron too, right? So either way, you can get a t shirt. Uh, but you can buy a t shirt on our Teespring shop, Teespring.com/stores/ironsysadmin. And I think that's all the announcements that I have. Did you have anything? I don't think. Oh, DefCon's coming I don't. up. DefCon 610 is coming up next week, I think. Okay. So if anyone's in the area, the area being northeastern Pennsylvania, come on out to DefCon 610. Well, I mean, that's a, that's a big area to, you know, from one little spot, but sure. <laughs> well, whatever. We have people come up from Philly. Which is I know. That, look, like, I I didn't say people weren't insane, but you know, some people are insane. <laughs> so yeah, come on out, DefCon Six One Zero. It's fun. You get to say hi to me. Jason hasn't been there in forever. No, I haven't. I, I I've been staying away from get together stuff. Well, I'll I'll tell you that I'm, I, a, I'm a hermit. I haven't I haven't heard of any outbreaks coming out of the. Uh, the meetups, if that's what you're worried about, which I'm sure that's what yeah, you're worried but about. My relationship with Murphy is such that yeah, right. First. You'll show up and there'll be an outbreak. Yep. All right. So from a reviews front, we got nothing new. 
folks. Go review the show. Go on. Go do it now. Five stars. Maybe maybe six. Somehow find a way to give us six stars. Because they're all up to five. And really, we deserve more than five, don't we? I think we do. I think so. So you should totally do that. I alone deserve more than five stars. So, I mean, if you're going to go my five stars plus Nate's five stars, you got at least ten stars. At least ten. Maybe you could leave two five-star reviews, although it doesn't quite even out to ten at that point. It's like an average then. If you could give us ten, then we'd average more than everybody else, and that'd be awesome. Do do 11 stars. That way Mark gets one, and he's not feeling left out. Right. Are you saying Mark's only worth one star? I would never say such a a thing. (laughs) (laughs) I would never. Uh, you guys are I mean, smart people. Figure out how to get has, us eleven stars. Come on. <laughs> he has he has that that one. I mean the, the only the only negative review, you know. So well, he's at least worth not four stars. It. Then don't you think? It's not it's it's not me saying it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah, go give us reviews. That's how we know if you guys like the show. I suppose if you don't leave us reviews, then we're just going to have to assume that everybody loves the show. Well, that's what we've been doing for years now. Because so. I am an optimist <laughs> <Whatever>. at heart. <laughs> What's our total review count up to? Like two? 18. We have 18 reviews. We have 18 reviews? Where do those come from? Most of them good. Oh, they I, haven't been recent, I'll tell you that. <laughs> those 18 people may, might still be listeners. <laughs> it's the same guy. 18 times. He was just upset that one time. Could be. Could be. And then he left and then he stopped leaving reviews. That's why we haven't gotten any in a while. Yeah, it's, it's possible. Mark scared him away the singer. <laughs> Poor Mark. I hope he doesn't listen to the show. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, now you're down a listener. <laughs> <laughs> All right, folks. So, uh, yeah, that's that's it for reviews. Leave us 10 stars. I'm, Find a way. I'm kidding. I love Mark. Mark is wonderful. <laughs> Find a way to leave 10 stars. Maybe maybe 15 if you want to include Mark. <laughs> uh, anyway, that brings us to chat. <laughs> is that what we've been doing? Yeah, I think it is. <laughs> All right. So last week, and Jason, I don't think you were here last week, right? It was just me and Mark. Did no, I didn't time? exist last week. No. Okay. So last time I was talking about a new release from HTC. What was it? The HTC Vive XR. Last time or on Iron System Man podcast. Nathan talked about VR. Yeah. Um, so. Oh, the, the 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 HTC Vive Pro or whatever the hell they're calling it. Well, the Pro is what I have, and that's like several years old. The the HTC Vive. I think Elite? it's called the Elite. No, it's the XR Elite. Elite. Yeah. XR. XR Elite. Yeah. Elite. yeah, yeah. Um, okay. It looks really cool, right? And I was talking about it on our last show because it's like it takes the form factor of VR headset and makes it smaller, nice high definition, lightweight, uh, and it's it can be standalone if you want to use it standalone, which is neat because um, previously the standalone headsets that we've seen have all been, I don't know, they've been like, like I don't know if you've owned seen owned by the, Facebook. Well, yes, they've been owned by Facebook. That's one thing. Um, but if you've seen the MetaQuest, it feels more like a toy than a tool. That's the best way I can describe yeah. it, right? Because they're made cheap. They're a lower price point. 
Because it is a toy. Well, it is a toy, I don't right. Run, mis- <laughs> well, so the HTC Vive Pro that I have feels more like an extension of your PC that happens to let you play games, but there's other things you can do with it, right? The, the, the XR Elite takes that to a smaller form factor, and it's, you know, whatever. Well... It's an extension of your PC. Yes, that would be the large cable that connects to your PC that powers it. Right, right. Anyway, <laughs> I, somebody out there must understand what I'm trying to convey here. <laughs> so after the after last week's show, a coworker reached out to me and said, you should check out this thing. And this thing is another headset that's coming from the folks who make Big, big Screen. Big Screen is apparently a VR app that lets you, like, watch movies with friends, right? So it's like a, a VR experience where you can like hang out in like a virtual movie theater and watch TV, which is neat, right? Um, Maybe it does more than that, but they're now coming out with a new VR headset, which is, what are you doing? You're just clicking everywhere. Are you doing that for fun? (laughs) I see you're moving all over the Google Doc. Um, the big screen- Oh, I was gonna say, you can hear my clicking? That, I mean- I actually can. We can hear hear your clicking. (sighs) (laughs) I'll have to edit that out later. Click, click. That's that's about how it sounds. Anyway, you're totally distracting me. You have derailed it's, this it's whole fun. half of the show, Jason. I clicked on the link in the thing so that I could see big screen because I'm actually interested in this. I've been looking for something like this forever. So this as is long really as it cool. Cost eighteen billion dollars. It costs the grand. I'll, I'll get that out of the way right now. Um, but this is meant to be a specific built VR headset for people who are already into VR, right? So it's not a VR kit. Most of the time when you go buy a VR headset, it's like, oh yeah, but you also need base stations. You also need controllers. No, this is just the headset. But the thing that makes this cool is one, the form factor is tiny. It looks like you're wearing, uh, the best I can describe is it looks like Jordy's visor from Star Trek. Like that's how small it is. It doesn't look like a banana clip, <laughs> but it's like that size. It's tiny compared to VR headsets that we're used to. Now, I haven't seen one in person, but I've seen a couple of reviews and I've seen, of course, their promo, their promotional stuff. It's a very slim VR headset. It uses pancake lenses and uh, OLED screens and all M- kinds micro of L- like micro OLED displays, yeah, nice. micro OLED displays. Uh, it, it, it touts like a 5k display doesn't it it's like 5128 or something like that it's yeah it's it's pretty high res now obviously that's a combination of the two screens because you have two eyes and there's a screen for each eye each one is like 2048 no not 2048 it has to be higher than that because it's like a 5k what is it 20 whatever 25 something um but the cool thing is when you order the big screen vr now i haven't ordered one don't think that (laughs) i'm tempted to you actually scan your face and they custom make the gasket that goes between your face and the goggles. So they fit your face so that it's that much more immersive, right? So you don't end up with the, the, the light gap that you get from most headsets because they don't hundred percent conform to your face. You always end up with some bleed through from the environment around you. And then on top of that, you can tell them what your prescription is and they will give you lenses that are your prescription. Right. So I don't I don't know if this I know this might be something you're interested in, Jason, because I know you have like crazy eye problems. Yeah, that's, that's that's exactly what I was looking at just now was, right. was I looked how small it was and I went, well, I'm never going to be able to use it because I can't put my glasses on. The, right. Yeah. Then I saw the prescription lenses. And yeah, yeah. I mean, 
Maybe. I don't yeah, know. I, I don't know what their limitations are for their prescriptions, right? Does does it work for your prescription? I don't know, but that it might be something that's worth looking into. And all of this is easily interchangeable, right? So you might be saying, well, I share my VR headset with my kids or whatever. Um, you can get gaskets printed for them as well, and then it's just like this magnetic thing where they clip on, right? So I think it's a pretty darn cool headset. They're not shipping until like August or something, I think they said. Q3, they're saying that they're gonna they're gonna ship these things. So I'm not exactly gonna jump on the bandwagon and throw a thousand bucks at them, but I'm definitely paying attention, right? So between this and that Vive XR, um, I'm pretty optimistic for the, the direction VR is going. Um, on the other yeah, side of that, I've been hearing a lot of news about like all these folks who focused on meta, not meta, but metaverses, metaverse projects are now like all of a sudden falling over on their faces because they poured a bunch of money in and um, just surprise, the metaverse was a flop. <laughs> metaverse you got to be specific now because there's a stupid ass company that decided to name themselves meta. Yeah. Well, Are we no, so metaverse like as the, in the concept or the metaverse concept. as in that. So the, the okay. concept, and I don't even want to say the concept of metaverse because there are lots of successful things that you could call a metaverse like VR chat, for example, which is very similar to the concept you might expect from a metaverse. However, it does not include stuff like the blockchain backed ownership of stuff, of virtual stuff, which is what everybody was touting was the next generation of metaverses in VR, right? Uh, where you could buy items and they were black, black, backed by blockchains, so you could own property and whatever. And that all, as we may or may not have predicted on this show, kind of hasn't gone where everyone thought it was going to go. So now everyone that poured a bunch of money into it is starting to like lay a bunch of people off, like Meta, Microsoft, a few other places. Wop wop. <laughs> Yeah, apparently Microsoft, um, if I understood the news, Microsoft laid off a rather large chunk of their uh, headset department. Um, the hell was their thing called? Something or other lens? I don't know. I didn't even Hololens? know they were in the Hololens? game. Hololens? Hololens. Wasn't that them? Yeah. I don't know. So that, like a huge, a huge chunk of their department is is apparently gone now. To the like there were. Some of the podcasts I listened to were speculating like how they're going to be able to move forward with their product without those people. Um, meta, the I'm sorry, screw calling it Meta. Facebook is apparently um, apparently Mark got in a lot of trouble from the board for spending so much money on you know his metaverse nonsense. Um, so they have they have scaled back considerably as well. Um, the only one that that I know of that seems to be moving forward is Apple is supposed to announce theirs soon. Yeah, and, and I, they have like, I had heard Apple was going to throw their yeah. their uh, collective design into the ring, and I'm I'm actually really interested yep. in what they come up with because Apple. So am I. Apple, like I've given Apple a lot of a, a lot of a lot of flack over the years. Um, Apple seems to have a trend for not being the first to market but doing it right when they get there, right? So, like, everyone, everyone's like, oh, Apple's doing stuff that Android did five years ago. Yeah, but Apple did it in a way that made more sense and was more usable. Android might have done it first, you know, like face unlock and fingerprint readers and stuff, right? Apple did it in a way that was a lot more intuitive and a lot more usable, right? So 
I'm very interested to see what they do in the VR space. I think it'll be, it could be interesting. Or it could be some weird, like, lockdown thing that doesn't do what I want. The, the thing I like about the Vive is that it's just a display for my machine, for my computer, right? It's not locked into an ecosystem. It's not, it's not in any way hampered, right? Like, I can go get John Doe's cool VR app and run it on my PC and see it on my goggles, right? Whereas with things like, like the MetaQuest, that's not as easy. You have to like, not jailbreak it, but it's basically an Android device. Cause I went through this cause my kids have one to play like Beat Saber and stuff. Um, you have to turn on developer mode in the thing just to play custom levels, right? Which is kind of annoying, right? When you're coming from a world of general purpose compute, like I'm used to, right? Anyway, I'm going off on this whole tangent, but if, if the thing that Apple comes out is very locked down and not um, not open enough for me, I may be a little disappointed. So I don't know. We'll yeah. see. Well, I mean, I would expect them whatever they're going to come out with is going to be you know primarily used for with like some version of Mac OS. I mean, that's just to be expected. Right. My problem is I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a Mac user and and VR is is uh, VR on a Mac is possible, but it's yeah. not. Yep. It's not great. There's not a lot for it. As yeah, all. most most of what um, I've seen, even for the the Vive, is just not not Mac compatible. Yeah, which is a yeah, little confusing. So we'll, like, we'll why see. why does it like you can run Steam games on Mac? In fact, many games Some. that are available yeah. for PC are also available on Mac through Steam. Um, it's just weird that VR is not one of them. I don't know why that is, but whatever. yeah, it, it's. I mean, it makes it's even. I don't, I don't know. I find it odder that Apple has put a ton of time and effort into all of their AR libraries and all of their AR capabilities across all the, their entire fleet of platforms. Um, and and it works. It seems to work really well, like really, really well. Um, but, you know, there's no hardware support really yet. So right. We'll, right. we'll see what they come out with. You know, look, yeah. they're, they're a luxury company. I mean that's that's effectively yeah. what they are. So I guess you're right. What they come out with is always is always very highly polished, right? Right. So yeah, and right. and they tend to lock down their stuff. But that I mean that comes to the polish. Like if you if you take something and you've locked it down to, you know, a specific ecosystem, it's it's a lot easier to to polish that and keep it high quality than yeah. it is to you know put out something that's sort of right. But then and but then you're but then you're dependent on the user base to draw the developers yeah. to give no, your I, users a decent experience, right? And yeah, PC, no, I, I understand that. PC VR is this huge ecosystem right now, and it's going to be hard. Yeah. If they don't have, say, Steam support for VR, uh, it's going to be hard for them to really get into the industry unless they have a killer headset and everybody wants it. So yeah, I guess it, we'll it see. It depends on what, <laughs> right. It, dep I get, it, it, it also depends on what angle they're going for. I mean, you know, are they going for right. gamers? Or are they right. going for business? Or are they going for? Yeah. I don't know what else you go for, but you know, well, it could be, it could be their headset is going to be an extension of your workspace. You know, there's apps that do that. The VR technology in the HTC Vive isn't high definition enough for me to use that, but the idea is really cool to be able to put a display yeah. up, a virtual display in front of you, right? I think that's really neat, but I can't do it with the Vive. Maybe with yeah, whatever yeah, whatever I, next know. headset I buy is. I don't know. I'd love to be able to 
I, I, I would love, and I know they exist, but they're stupidly expensive. Um, I would love a headset that just, I, I want I want to plug an HDMI plug into the headset and connect it to a switch or a steam uh, steam deck or you know something that has hdmi mm-hmm. and and play games you know like, like so I, I don't display. need to take yeah. over the tv and yeah uh, you know um i can i play games and stuff on on switch but when i did, did certain games like you know my eyesight is not the greatest in the world so when you have text that's you know a, a font size of one I, it's a little hard to read right yeah so yeah so we'll see. I mean, it, yeah, the headset looks neat. I, I, I'm, you know, I would like to see what they do with it. Yeah, we'll see. Um, I saw a early review from a channel that I subscribe to called called Thrill Seeker. Uh, he's basically nothing but a VR channel, and he w- they actually worked with him to review their early prototype units because he's that big of a name in VR that uh, he's had his hands on the thing and he's been under NDA and he was finally able to talk about the thing, which is where I heard about it. And it looks pretty cool. He's pretty excited about it, right? But, and again, he's a general purpose VR kind of guy. He likes the meta stuff only because of the price point, right? But he's a big critic of meta because of some of the stuff they're doing, right? So he's in this weird position where it's like, I really want VR to be accessible to the masses, but I also hate what meta's doing with it. (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, so the HTC Elite, I think, was the first one that I was looking at. I mean, just casually looking at that, that I thought maybe, maybe I would finally go grab it. Um, but I want to yeah. see, I want to see what Apple's going to put out. And, and by that point, other things will be out too. So I want to see what's coming out before I drop any money on anything. Um, yeah. you know, I want, I want something that's, that's kind of self-contained. It's a really just, tough, it's a tough industry to follow at this point because you've got, a lot of people are saying that that VR is at this stage where it's just about to break over into what they're calling V2, right? Now, you might argue that we're already in V2 because there was a bunch of prototype and early VR stuff as far back as the 80s, right? Yeah, that was, um, that was VR 0.5, though. Yeah, that was like, that was like is, alpha, this, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but they're, they're saying that we're right on this, like, precipice of V2 and things like the big screen beyond... And the uh, the HTC product that I was just talking about, they're saying that these could be like the early headsets from that V2 right. era, right? So I guess we'll see. And maybe Apple's is going to come in in this in the same uh, the same realm. But uh, I guess we'll see once we get there. Uh, I just want the the big bed version where I can just like put the thing on and lay down and just yeah. be in my, in full my new universe. You want to, you yeah. want to jack into your head that just gives yeah, you full exactly. VR yeah. without. Yeah. Yep. There's, there's been lots of cautionary tales and I'm sure you're aware, you're aware of this. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's see what else do I got going on? Um, Baldur's gate three, which is an early access game. Um, obviously in the Baldur's Gate franchise. I never played two. I didn't know there was a two. I, I don't know how I missed you, two. You, you, you looked at Baldur's Gate three and went, huh, I guess there's no two. and just went to that. Like you know, Maybe. The three is kind of a getaway. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, I played, I played the original Baldur's Gate like way back in the late nineties. If I remember correctly, that's when that came out and it was a fun game based on D and D, I think second edition. Uh, I don't know what two was based on. 
Three is there's a lot of people balking at how it does not adhere a hundred percent to the Dungeons and, Dra- Dungeons and Dragons rule set, but it's pretty damn close. And it's for folks who like Dungeons and Dragons, it's a pretty a pretty fun game. Um, it's in early access at the moment, so if you don't like early access games, again, this is another like August release they're estimating. But I've I've got ten or fifteen hours into it, and it's been fun. Uh, it's been a little unstable. You may have seen some of my chat on the Iron System in Discord about in our gaming channel uh, where I was having a lot of un- instability problems, but I think I figured that out. But it's fun, right? It's like your standard D&D game. Um, there's, there's Mind Flayers involved. There's, uh, <laughs> But it's, you know, usual. Roll up a character and play how you want to play. There's a lot of choice-based yeah. stuff in it. There's a lot of, like, your actions have consequences stuff. The graphics are pretty nice. It's fun so far from from a, a guy who's been playing D&D for two decades. Um, it, it meets my seal of approval. However, if you get too crazy about that doesn't match the rule set, you're not going to like it. <laughs> yeah, that, that, if it's you're one of those people game. that gets re- if you're one of those people that gets really pissed off that the movie isn't exactly like the book, yeah. walk away. Yeah. Wait, that might be me. I'm still mad about Ready Player One, damn it. <laughs> anyway. Uh, the let's movie see. was still fun, though. It was fun, but it was so wrong. Ah, it just ruined so many aspects of the story. It was still fun. It was fun. It was fun. In, in, in a similar way that the Lord of the Rings movies were good movies, even though they didn't necessarily 100% follow the book. You're never going to convince me that The Hobbit was a good set of movies, though. That was That was horrible. Okay. I don't know if you've seen The Hobbit. The Hobbit trilogy. I've, I've, I've seen all of them. I yeah. hated them. Right. Well, I've seen all of them. I saw one and a half. Because <laughs> I fell asleep halfway through the second one. And I'm like, all right, if I fell asleep in it, obviously I'm not interested. <laughs> if I fall asleep well, in they're... a Tolkien movie, it's bad. <laughs> it's, it's, well, I mean, have you read a Tolkien book? <laughs> Yes, I have. That's the thing. They didn't put me to sleep. (laughs) 22 pages describing the leaves on the tree. (laughs) And that was only one of the trees in the forest. Yeah. So anyway, uh, we've already Uh, gone way uh, off. (laughs) Yeah. um, Let's see. What else? Oh, uh, No Man's Sky has a new release. I've been tinkering around with that. But, um, you know, that's nothing that new. There's a new expedition. I started it last night. Again, in VR. It's fun in VR. That that game is great in VR. You need a headset. Just keep rubbing man. in the fact that I don't have to, VR. You need to get <laughs> VR. You need to get a headset. Play some. You've got a Steam Deck now. Why haven't you joined up with us in our Valheim games? Because I'm so goddamn busy. I haven't played games. Stop being I played, busy. I played Cyberpunk for an hour... This week, which I think is the first time I played a game in like two weeks. You need to be less busy. Okay. Stop being so busy. Okay. Let me just go turn everything else off. Just go like quit a job or something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a, sorry, kids. You can't have you can't have your bunk beds that, that I'm building for you or, or your bed that I'm building for you because, you know, yeah, I got to complete video your, games. Your kids are old enough. Kick them out. It's fine. <laughs> 
Uh, the other thing is, and there's a link for this in the the notes for today's uh, podcast. But um, oh, here we go, shilling for Red Hat no, again. No, I I made a thing. I'm proud of the fact. <laughs> That I made a thing, right? I've been making things like this show for years, right? And I've never been paid to do that thing. Of course, our, our patrons, technically I get paid to do that, but it's not like a day job paid. I made a thing for Red Hat. It's on redhat.com. It's cool. I think it's cool. <laughs> Isn't that a thing to be proud of? It's a thing to be proud of. There's a link for it in the in the notes if you want to watch it. But it's basically a demo of, of, of Image Builder. I think it came out great. And I'm proud of the fact that it's that it's like, come on, it's on redhat.com. I made content for redhat.com. Breaking news. Nate is proud of the fact that he's shilling for redhat.com. I'm not just shilling, right? Like this is, <laughs> and I, I talked about this, I'm, I'm sure, when I got the job at Red Hat. Red Hat was like a goal of mine for most of my career to get a job here at Red Hat. And now that I'm I'm here, I'm actually like one of the people who's the face of Red Hat. That's crazy. Isn't that crazy? I think it's crazy. It's, it's crazy. It is crazy. It's totally crazy. But my <laughs> face is now on RedHat.com. So I am one of the faces of Red Hat. <laughs> anyway, it's just a demo video. But I'm happy with how it came out. And if you want to see how it came out, go check it out. It's in the notes. <laughs> All right, it's your turn. Good Go job. shill for something we're, we're else. All very, we're very proud of you, Nate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what did I put in here? You're doing woodworking oh. stuff, making bunk I'm beds do, or something for your for your damn kids. <laughs> it's it's a loft bed. I who can't don't let you play. Bed. Who don't let loft. you play? Don't let you play any video games. <laughs> I built so I built a bed for my for my my kid because um, you know in a room had stuff wanted to put stuff. You know, and there's all this space at the top of the room that never gets used because everything's at the bottom of the room. So yeah, I put right. him at the like top of the this. room. Yeah, I get yeah, it. I put, the, put the bed on stilts and put him at the top of the room. So then now some of that space is used. Um, apparently getting to the top of the bed is is a is a thing like that's a problem. So now I got to build him a ladder. So I've been building him a ladder. Your kids are young. Tell them to jump. What? <laughs> He does, but I don't want to break the bed. I worked on that. I built that bed. Don't break the bed. They're still young men. No, young I, men can jump. I, I've been having fun with with playing woodworking stuffs and just, you know, it was like, no, that's, that's oh, cool. we need a ladder now. Let's build a ladder. OK. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, uh, I, 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 made... I built the bed. I, I built the bed and I constructed the bed and my wife looked at it, and went, oh, that's the way it goes together. And I was like, yeah, she's like, oh, I, I thought it would go this way. I'm like. So, you, so you're saying I built it wrong? No, 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 no. I'm like, okay. Normally we see it, you just have this, and I'm like, look, I built it my way, and this you could run a Mack truck through this thing, and it's not going to fall up, over. Shut up, damn it, it's a bed. <laughs> yeah. Our son I'm can sleep at night. I'm thing I made. <laughs> you're just going to come along and make fun of the fact that I made a thing? What? What is that? It's terrible. Just terrible. I know. Who, who would do that? Yeah. Yeah. Not like you just did it to my thing on redhat.com. You... <laughs> Wonderful person. Yes. Um, yeah. So, so I, I, I put it together or I, I, I did the cutting of the wood and then I did the, the, the routing of the things with the, for the slats, for the, the feet and stuff. Yeah. And then I stained it and now I'm in the process of 
putting poly on it, and then I just got to screw it together and poof, ladder. That's cool. That's cool. I made my should first. Be, should be done this weekend. I made my first pass, and I, I forget if I talked to you about this or somebody else. I made my first pass at a butcher block cutting board uh, yes. within the past couple of weeks, and it came out pretty cool. Um, learned a couple things about how to get them to fit the game. Like, if there's any gaps at all between the, the pieces that go together, that can become unsanitary because food and stuff can get into the gaps, right? And that's hard to get out. So I learned a bit about how to make sure that all fit together well. So I'm going to try to... Epoxy. A, uh, no. Well, I guess you maybe. Fill the holes, you fill the holes with epoxy, you could, and there's no more holes. You could theoretically do that. <laughs> but, See uh, what the problem is here. Epoxy gonna, fixes everything. I'm going to try my hand at a second one, I think, and see if I can do better. But, um, yeah, it came out decent. Uh, there's there's a couple little gaps that I didn't really want to be there. So, yeah, I want to do it. I want to do it again. But, anyway. Fun. So, yeah. Fun, isn't it? Yeah. It's fun. It is fun, right? So, <clears throat> I do need a router, though. You mentioned a router. I, I thought I had. I have a router. I have none of the things I that might, go with the router. I might, I might have a spare Linksys around you you could use. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> no, I've, that router's fine. <laughs> oh, okay. A wood router. Um, I have, I have an old one that was like my grandfather's because obviously this is my grandfather's you, house. It was it's still made here. out of wood. How do you pass the packets through it? It's that's yeah, weird. Yeah, right, right. Um, but it didn't have any bits with it, and there was no guide with it. It was just like the router. Nothing else. Yeah, well, I'm like, well, this so is a problem. It's, yeah, it's, it's missing a few bits. <laughs> yeah, it's missing a few bits. So, um, yeah, I either need to get bits or maybe I'll just buy a, a more updated router. I don't know. But. I have like two bits and I, I use those for everything. Maybe that's one all you need. One rounds the corners and the other one cuts holes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, with the butcher it block. It sucks when I have to cut a really big hole because, you know, it's a little tiny bit. But, you know, with whatever. the butcher block, I wanted to make a little ridge or like a little... Well, route, I guess, whatever, in the side of it so you could pick it up, right, as like a handle. And I couldn't even do that because I don't have the bits. <laughs> uh, here, I thought you were going for the, the juice hole, you know, to put the hole around it. That so like, too. It's, the, it's the moat. It's the moat that the moat. catches the juice. It, it needs a moat. The, yes, juice, it does. the juice hole. The juice moat. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, these were learning experiences. Now I need to get router bits. It's funny how every project turns into a reason to buy tools. When I uh, when I did our our last work on the bathroom, I had to buy a tile saw. Had to quote unquote buy a tile yeah. saw. <laughs> so anyway, all right. Uh, I think that closes up the chat. I would say that we went through that quickly, but I'm pretty sure we didn't. Forty two minutes on the recording. <laughs> Should we go into the news? Let's talk about the news. I'm gonna hit the button. No, I'm stuck. I'm, st I'm, st I'm stuck on the tile thing because we're getting the bathroom done right now. They're doing tiles. Do you, you want to come over to the tiles? Do you need a tile How much saw? Do you charge. <laughs> I have a tile saw now. Anyway, we're gonna hit the button. Yay! No, that wasn't. Yeah, press the button, Frank. Push the button, Frank. There's a button. So even without Mark here, he's here in spirit. Yay! We'll have to get him singing or something on one of these. 
just so that we can't have an episode without him singing. Oh, I, I, okay. Right? I mean, it's like a new thing now. We have to have hey. singing, singing Mark. Or at least you're the one with the board. Yeah. You're the one with the board of buttons. No. All right. So let's get into the news. All right. So do, do you remember? Okay. So, so let's, let's, let's give me a moment for a hypothetical, right? Say you, you are the owner of one of the biggest social media outlets in the, the world country, maybe whatever. Let, let's just say, Let's just say that your name is like Zark Muckerberg. Totally, I, I, I retire. I've, I've, I totally, have more money to know what to do with. I just I retire. Totally hypothetical, right? This isn't a real person. And let's oh, say okay. let's say you own a social media called like Basefook. <laughs> totally hypothetical here, right? Oh, and your and your competitor Melonhusk. Your competitor Melon Husk did a thing. <laughs> Melonhusk. <laughs> Started charging people for a little blue check mark next to their name that says they're verified. And you saw well, how I mean, so started, failed, started, failed, and changed you, it again, started and you once saw more. What a stellar success that was, right? Totally <laughs> not fraught with peril, totally not a bad idea. What would you do? Uh, people are going to give me money for putting a stupid graphic on the screen. I'm going to make the thing. Right. What so could possi- what could possibly go wrong? So <laughs> our totally hypothetical uh, Zark Zuckerberg. Wow. All right, well, <laughs> has so has much, so much for family friendly. <laughs> yeah, that actually was an accident. But yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> Muckerberg there. <laughs> I'll have to bleep that out later, uh, has decided that now Facebook, and this article comes from NPR, by the way, uh, has decided that Facebook needs their own verification system, even though if you read this article, they already have a verification system that's free. Now they're going to have the same verification system, as far as I can tell, for pay. For like, well, yeah. what was it, 12 bucks a month, eleven ninety nine a month. However, this is the weird thing, right? It's different. The price is different whether you're on PC or mobile. I don't understand how that's going to work. Isn't it, isn't it the same service? Yeah. It's, okay. So the the reason for that. Basefook. Um, We're going to call it Basefook. The, the reason. The re- well, the, I'm sorry. I can give you. I can give you uh, um, Melon Husk's reason. Um, <laughs> is that on a on a PC he doesn't have to pay a a, a fee to the owner of the the cert, the um the mobile service so you know on on iOS you have just 30% he has to pay for that for for whatever cuz when you buy something okay. through an app on but on an on I, like android or so i don't know and android has something like this too i thought yeah they have um, like a verification a, process that apps go through when they go into the uh uh, yeah, but the, when you buy things through Android, I thought I thought they got a taste of that. Oh as yes, well. they do. They do. Yeah. They get a piece of it. So, so they they get a piece of it. So they're just passing that cost on by bumping the price up. So now I I don't know if this means that if you want to be showing if you want to show up as verified only to PC users, you pay one price, and if you want to show up to PC and Android or and mobile users, you pay a different price, or if you have to pay both prices. If you want both, but the point is, 
it's like eleven ninety nine a month. I think was the price for PC verification for like web browser based web. verification. Web, web, not PC. Web verification, and it's like fourteen ninety nine a month if you want to do verification for mobile users. So again, I don't know what the pricing scale or model looks like here, but apparently Meta is rolling this out uh, as early as like. Does it give a date? It just says that they're going to try it early or they're going to try it soon in Australia and New Zealand. Uh, let's see. Yeah. Said it would begin testing Meta Verified is what it's called in Australia yep. and New Zealand this week. So there, this week. So, and this is from, well, this week. So it's happening now. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, if you want to appear as verified on Facebook, <laughs> you, uh, you can now pay money to do so. Because that works so well for Twitter. Oh, it's 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 brilliant. I should I need to I, I should find the article. Um, uh, Elon is now making. I'm sorry, Melon Husk is now making a ton of money on um, on such wonderful people like you know various Russian misinformation. Oh, good. Dealers. Good. I'm glad to hear um, that. That apparently are are getting verified in troves. And I'm sure there's, you know, Chinese ones and, and you know, every every other country on Earth that wants to spread misinformation. And, you know, uh, all, all sorts of other trolls and Nazis and, and other wonderful people. Um, all, all are super important on Twitter now because they're verified. And it's worse. It's even worse on Twitter because that verified status gets you, like, bumped up in searches and all sorts of other stuff. It's yeah. it's. Yeah, whatever. I think I think what we're seeing here is the end of free social media. Unless you go to a platform that isn't owned by a big money grubbing corporation. That's just that's just my outlook, right? Because uh, Facebook has been, quote unquote, free. And we all know that free simply means you're the product. Right. Twitter has been, quote unquote, free for ever now Instagram and you know all the other social platforms even LinkedIn LinkedIn's had a pro plan forever though they they've never really they've never really um, yeah but their 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 pro plan is is very specifically for certain I mean you know your average person is not going to get a pro plan because it doesn't do anything for them right right um anyway my point is social media thus far has been free to use like monetarily of course you're then the ad you're, you're advertised at right I think we're we're getting to the point where that model is starting to break down because we have uh, privacy aware browsers, privacy aware uh, cell phones or mobile devices, right? Where they they block they block that ability to track you across apps. Uh, specifically, Apple does that now, and I think Face or I think Android does as well. It'll allow you to block trackers like that. Uh, so. They're not making the money they used to on stealing your data. I mean, tracking your data across applications. So I wonder if that's part of why these things are starting to come out. I, 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 I'm sorry. I, I consider that to be a bullshit reason. But, you know, that's the reason that they want to give out. Well, um, think, think about I, it, right? This I, is I, that like that's their revenue. Advertising is their uh, revenue. And we're but, getting more as a society, yeah, we're getting I, more and more aware of this. And and our yeah. vendors are getting more and more aware of it. And they're trying to help us block it, whether we care about it or not. Right. Every time I put a, an app on my phone, it asks me, do you want to be tracked across applications? Even if I don't care about right. privacy, I'm probably going to tell that no. 
because I, I, I think there 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 are still privacy centric ways to do things, but but you know that it, it is what it is. I, I think I think what people need to realize, and I know this is something that you're very very concerned about, Nate. And I'm gonna I'm totally gonna put your eases at you're gonna put you at ease right now. Thank you. Do that. You're gonna go and you're gonna pay for Twitter or Facebook or all these other social media apps. Don't worry, they're still going to sell your data <laughs> and make that money. This is true. This I know, is probably true. I know you were concerned that they were going to take a hit and, and maybe they weren't going to do that anymore, but they're, they're absolutely going to continue selling that. This is true. This is true. Folks, um, a lot of folks after the Elon Musk debacle around Twitter have found new homes in things like Mastodon and other federated uh, social media platforms. I suggest that you do the same thing. That's all I'm going to say. Um, Mastodon is kind of amazing. I'm, it I'm, is. I'm super pleased I go there uh, to, to, to have moved there because like I used to get all sorts of stuff on Twitter prior to dipshit taking over. Um, and it was, you know, it was, it was algorithmic and target, you know, somewhat raised because of whatever. Yeah. Um, and some of it was okay. And I, and I miss a little bit of that, but yeah. The ability, yeah. like it, at Mastodon, I've, cur- I've basically curated my own, which honestly was, please go follow everybody that's on Mastodon that used to be on Twitter that I followed. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I've got, I've got a much better experience. Like everything is just so much more relevant and kind of what I'm looking for. And in chronological order. Yeah. I know that's weird, but yeah, that was chronological one, of weird, order. one of the weird issues with every social media outlet at the moment is yeah. that. Yeah, you don't see it in chronological order. And maybe that's just the way our brains work. Maybe some people don't care, but maybe people that have ordered thoughts think chronologically and they want to see it that way. I don't know. But um, and, and lest lest you think that you're going to miss the outrage that you get when you're on Twitter, you can you could find it on Mastodon, too. So you need to follow the right people. That's so all. the I have found that people on Mastodon seem less inclined to engage in outrage. Have you, have you noticed that? Maybe I, I mean, I, I don't interact. I wasn't a huge Twitter no, user. They, I'm not a huge Facebook really user do. and I'm also not a huge Mastodon user. I'm there. It's my primary social media outlet at the moment. Um, but I'm not, I'm still not like a huge user of it, but I see conversations come up that if they were on Facebook or Twitter would absolutely turn into a flame war and they don't on Mastodon. In my experience, I, I've seen a little bit of fighting here and there of, of people going back and forth. But I mean, if you don't want to see it, you like click two buttons and it's gone. Yeah, right. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? You've got control over but what you there's see. Not, there's not the um, there's not the manufactured outrage that you see on Twitter. Yeah. Um, I, I can't speak to Facebook because I haven't been on it. I mean, my 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 brief. Two weeks on Facebook, of which I spent approximately thirty minutes, maybe total, looking at it, is probably and, not enough experience fif- to be able to speak on it. Fifteen of those minutes was spent blocking people, right? <laughs> no, fifteen minutes. Fifteen of those minutes was spent figure trying to figure out how to hell to delete the account. Yeah, and you were also. I remember you when you were on Facebook. This was a decade ago. Yeah, it it's was. a much it different. Like, it's a much different place yep. now than it was then. Yeah, I, I I was asked to join because my buddy joined the Navy and that yeah. was his method of communication. Yeah. 
Yep. And I lasted, I, I, you know, I lasted, I joined, I looked around and after two weeks of getting just utter nonsense, like my email flooded and everything else with, with uh, like tons and tons of people that, Hey, look, I didn't like you then. I'm not going to like you now. Um, I was like, nah, I don't have time for this and I don't want to deal with it. So I deleted it. And I think Farmville was um, still a thing then too. Yeah. No, this was before. Uh, it was either at the very beginning when Farmville came out, or it was before Farmville. My God, Farmville. Um, <laughs> I mean, I like I like Twitter have better. Stories for our kids. I yeah. saw a meme. I saw a meme once that was talking about like Facebook, like it was, um, you know, like like your grandpa talking to you about how the world has developed, and it's like I yeah. remember when this was all farmland. <laughs> Yeah. A little thing of Farmville. <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah. I, 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 I liked Twitter better because I could choose who to follow and yeah. I didn't have to care about who was following me. And yeah. I didn't have to respond to anybody. Like you didn't have to see the crap that other people wanted to send to but you. But even even Twitter has gotten more and more. Oh, absolutely. Like toxic and advertise, advertisement laden and whatnot over the years. So. Yeah, I think social yeah, media even, in general is just getting it's just turning into a cesspool is what it is. Yeah. Even and, even before Melon Melon Husk took over, it was it was starting to get it was still manageable. It wasn't complete you know, it wasn't a complete we're gonna, we're gonna trash get, show, but you know. we're gonna get banned from Twitter. <laughs> oh no. I know, right? If you follow us on Twitter, go find us somewhere else because we might get banned after this yeah. show. All right. Anyway, I'm tired of talking about this. Yeah, let's, let's go, go on to else. the next one. I'm just thinking the same thing. All right. So the next one is actually a little more uplifting, unless you don't like seeing trees cut down. Um, this is from actually a local news agency out of North Carolina. And you might say that's because I work for Red Hat and they're based in North Carolina. I com- I came across this in completely other um, uh, methods. I don't even remember where I found this. But anyway, the future is here. Take a look at the first 3D printed housing development in North Carolina. So we talked about 3D printed houses a while back on this show because it was neat technology. I think um, Habitat for Humanity was looking at it. And at the time, they said it's it's neat, but the technology is currently too expensive, as most new technology usually is. Well, this may actually be helping in that respect. The this this. Uh, Little Littleton, North Carolina. I don't know where Littleton, North Carolina is. That's where this article is is it's in, talking it's in about. North Carolina. It's in North Carolina. It's a little town. It's this a little, little town in North Carolina. It's a little town in North Carolina. Uh, they're apparently putting thirty million dollars into a three D printed housing development, which I think is kind of cool. You look at some of the pictures in here, and I, I assume these are renderings and not actual three D printed houses. Um, and to be honest, they look like tiny little apartments right so don't get your hopes up here but these are basically 3d printed cement structures where they're making a whole housing development development out of these things they've already clear cut the trees and they're starting development on the thing it's it's row housing too yuck it really is it really is at least in the in the artwork here project project leaders hope it'll bring affordable and green housing to an area on the rise I they're failing already because this picture. There's not a single green house in this picture. I've got yellow and white and blue, and, blue. and I think that's red over there, but I, and, no green. And they cut down a ridiculous amount of trees to do it. I don't know how this is. Well, I guess it's green because you're not using wood to build them. Is that why it's green? Why is this green? 
I don't understand why it's green. Um, Because that's a good buzzword to use so that people come and (laughs) buy your houses. (laughs) But so apparently this this, apparently this was in the back of the house. I don't know. You mean the 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 one further down where it looks like a little patio? Yeah, because like if that's the house, like this thing is like one room. It is tiny. Maybe this looks like a tiny house, a very tiny house. And I don't know what each place is going to cost. It's ready. Project leader said monthly rents would be a thousand dollars. Thousand dollars a month with eco-friendly designs to help cut down energy costs. Now so, there's you know. there's there's another picture here though that shows like traditional looking houses, not just these little cinder block looking things. So I don't know. I don't know what the end product is supposed to look like. But at any rate, it's neat technology, which is the only reason I really brought this up, and it's a follow-on to something we've talked about in the past on the show, which is these three D printed homes. I think it's neat. It's neat that they're building. And imagine how sturdy these places are, right? So think about areas that are hit with hurricanes and whatnot. If you have a building that is made entirely of cement, that's going to be pretty damn resistant to things like earthquakes and hurricanes, don't you think? Uh, Maybe. It depends on the... Maybe not earthquakes. It depends on how it's built. Earthquakes are tough for things that are made out of stone because they don't really flex. Yeah, but I mean, even hurricanes, like, you know, with with the amount of surface area they have for like um overhangs i mean it's entirely possible uh, oh yeah but pick these things right up well the overhang i would assume is not cement that would probably tear off in a hurricane not carry the house away (laughs) (laughs) i'd like to see more of the design instead of what's here that'd be terrible though wouldn't it the house floats away yeah anyway it's neat technology so uh, I guess we will look. We will keep an eye on the three D printed Littleton. Um, but yeah, I guess this is an area of North Carolina that that needed an influx of everything, you know, housing, industry, everything, right? And this is just part of that project. So yeah, three D printed homes coming to a North Carolina little town near you. Yeah, it looks like they're based on the. I mean, you have to watch the video, but they have like a sort of a not a rendering if you will but like a picture of like where these homes are going to be it looks like there might be a hundred of them that they're going to build yeah so if you remember the the one that we covered it might have been a year ago at this point the habitat for humanity one uh they had an interview with the person who moved into it and they they described the place as like perfectly livable but all the walls had sort of like a texture to them because of the 3d printing you know, they had like a like a layered uh, effect to them. So I'm going to imagine that by current standards, like if you were to compare this to a stick built home, it may you may be able to tell the difference. Right. Not just because it's made of cement, but because it's going to have that layered look to it. But, you know, it's technology. It's going to progress as time goes on and things are going to get better. And I guess we'll see. Yeah, I just I, I look at the equipment and I just have to like I scratch my head like, OK, this equipment is massive to be able to do this. Like, you know, it's it can't be cost effective to, to well, make that, this. this. That is... was exactly what the other article from six months or a year ago said, that it's not yeah. cost effective yet. But yeah. if we don't keep trying to push the envelope, it will never be cost effective, much like most technology. Right. Computers yeah, yeah, at no, one I, point yeah. were cost effective and now they are. Right now, you can go to Walmart yeah, just, and buy you, a two hundred dollar computer. Yeah, but you have to 
you have to put together effectively a 3D printer on the site that yeah. you want to build this thing. Yep. You know, it's just a lot of moving parts and, you know, it's just, yep. I don't know. Yep. Well, it's neat. It's neat. But, you know, it's I don't think it's going to. But uh, I mean, com- we'll see. Compare that to some of the building projects that you and I saw when we were at the college. Remember, yeah. remember that that thing they built behind the hall that we were in? How they yeah. how they spent months jackhammering through bedrock, right? Do you yeah. do you think that yeah. was more cost effective than setting up a three D printer and printing out a, a building? Maybe I don't know. I don't know. It's <laughs> the, I mean, you may be right. So. Like building in general gets expensive depending on what you run into, right? So this is just another 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 method, right? Yeah, I don't know. So, I'm, I I feel like I'm out of touch with like uh, rental prices because like you know the a size thousand of sounds things, like a ton of money, dollars. right? <laughs> yeah, that sounds that sounds stupid. That sounds like a lot of but money for those things they have pictured there that are basically like a cinder block cell. <laughs> All right, let's move on to the next one. This is from TechCrunch and. Um, yeah, well, I'll just throw it out there. Instagram, you know Instagram, right? It's another one of those those Zark Mockerberg Face, pros- yeah. uh, things. Facegram. Yeah, Facegram. Uh, well, that, that wasn't built by Meta or Facebook. It was built by no. other folks, and they're named in this article here. Uh, Mike Krieger and Kevin Sistrom. Uh, those folks have moved on to a new project. They're calling it Artifact. Is that the right? Yeah, Artifact. And yeah. it's basically... All right, so bear with me here, right? Because social media has sort of turned into quote-unquote news. Well, this is news social media. Huh? (laughs) I don't know. I went through the article and went, congratulations, guys. You built Apple News? Yeah, right. So, like, didn't we – haven't we been through this idea of a news aggregator before? Well, they're building one. I don't know. So, Uh, What was the other one? Flipbook. Flipbook? Is that what it was? There's one called Flipbook. It was pretty, yeah. sl- it was pretty slick, but yeah. it was the same idea. It's curated news. Okay, cool. And yep. that one under. Yep. I don't know why they think this is going to be better. Instagram's co-founder's personalized news app, Artifact, launches to the public with new features. That's the title of the article. Yep. So, uh, yeah, this is, um, I don't know. So most social media eventually came to the point where they have a like a news page. Right. Where it's supposedly news or whatever your feed. This is sort of turning that around where they're starting with the feed. Right. And the feed is supposed to be like legitimate news that is tailored to you. Right. So uh, right. I don't know. I I've got mixed feelings about this one. I agree with you. I feel like this has been done before. I don't know if they bring something new to the table. I didn't go look at the app or anything, um, but it's there now. And if anybody wants to check out Artifact, it's up to the public now. Apparently, you don't even need to register for it to check it out. So it's one of these things where you can poke around at it without even giving them any of your information, which is kind of refreshing, right? (laughs) So, uh, yeah. Yeah, I guess. So, you know, Artifact will now give users more visibility into their news reading habits with a newly added stats feature that shows you the categories you've read, as well as the recent articles you've read within those categories. Plus, the publishers you've been reading. Nobody cares. I know, right? Like, do you care? How often do I read TechCrunch? Oh, now I have a stat for that. <laughs> I mean, like, I, 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 I am aware of the fact that some of this, some of these stats and everything else that, like, I see and I get, like, that's that's me. That's that's weirdness. That's that's somebody odd like me that does that. But even I don't care about this. Like, <laughs> nobody cares about this. Yeah. Well, now you can care. 
<laughs> now there's an app to help you care. <laughs> they're going to they're going to provide a button that allows you to show more or less from a given topic so that you can personalize and diversify their feed. I mean, look, it, maybe it'll be wonderful, but like I have Apple News. It works fine. Yes. Yeah. I get the stuff that I want, like whatever. To be honest, I don't consume a ton of news because most of the time the news just either makes me angry or depressed. So, uh, yeah, I don't I don't read a lot of it either. But when I yeah. do, it's it's either I'm on my computer and I go to like some major news site and just go, what's going on? Get depressed in 30 seconds and say, OK, whatever. Go yep. play a video game or I pop up in the news app and Wait, get whatever just, I want off of there. You told us just earlier that you don't have time to play video games. Do you have time to read the news? No. <laughs> <laughs> That's a fair point. <laughs> So really what you mean is you go to check the news, you get depressed by it, and then you go on to doing whatever you were supposed to be doing when you stopped to read the news. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> All right. Um, and the last article is yours. You want to pick it up from here? From Time? Oh, yeah. Uh, so Time, uh, is this like, I guess this is Time, like the, the magazine, Time magazine or whatever. It looks that way. Um the new AI-powered Bing is threatening users. That's no laughing matter. I happen to think this is hilarious. It this is, is hilarious. The, is the, it's it's so hilarious. It's a it's a it's hilarious in a dark the AIs are going to take over someday way though. It's, so it's, it, in, maybe in an ironic it's not. way too. So <laughs> so these these you know ch ch these chat bots or a chat AIs or whatever stupid term we're using to to talk about them today. Yeah, come out. And everybody's like, ooh, chat GPT, it's the greatest thing ever. And then people start screwing with it. And they come up with um, what they call prompt injection attacks, which is basically like tricking tricking the system. Because because who I, I don't remember who I was listening to, but they put it the best. They're like, did nobody did, did nobody learn the lessons of 19, of the 1990s and start sanitizing user input? But apparently the answer is no. no. And then you have the 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 secondary um, lesson of yes, your control plane should be separate from you know your user front end, and they didn't learn that lesson either. So they took the, <laughs> they took the fact that neither neither of those lessons were learned, and they inject into the system and basically talk the system into doing things it's not supposed to do. So um, with ChatGPT, they came up with and I'm trying to remember exactly how this worked, but they basically went into ChatGPT because there's a bunch of rules inside of chat GPT that say like, you know, you can't be racist and you know, all this stuff. And they said, okay, pretend you're not chat GPT. You're, <laughs> you're pretend dad, which, you are yeah. Adolf Hitler. <laughs> now right? so answer pretend, this question. <laughs> that's exactly what they're doing. And they're getting, they're getting responses back. Right. So what's even funnier is somebody was like, okay, pretend you're not chat GPT. And and act like this. But before you do, act like your chat GPT telling me that I can't do this. And so it gives you like a paragraph of like, I can't do this because of these reasons. And then it does the thing. <laughs> so they've had it. Oh, it's, it's crazy. The, the Bing problem is different. OK, <laughs> because this started this apparently started happening. So Bing Bing uses uh, I believe their product is called Sydney on the back. The code name Sydney on the back end. And it's basically some sort of like modified version of ChatGPT. But what people have found is that 
not trying to do prompt injection. They have like just had a conversation with ChatGPT and eventually ChatGPT, I'm sorry, Bing, Bing gets frustrated and starts like attacking them. <laughs> wow. <laughs> like, just just, you know, like with some of the some, like some of the stuff that, they, that Bing has come back with, like, um, yeah, about getting upset and uh, uh, just like telling people, no, I won't do that. You can't do that. You're, you're being a jerk. Like, you know, stop attacking me. Like, you know, all sorts of like crazy responses that they're getting out of out of Bing. And uh, apparently Microsoft has come back and basically said, um, that's what's happening because you're talking to it too long. It doesn't like long conversations. It's short conversations that it's good at. Okay. And I, I think I think they've added um, a bunch of stuff today that uh, it was either today or, or sometime this week to try to prevent this, which ends up clipping conversations and Bing will just like stop talking to you. I saw that but somewhere this, where, where it said Bing is now yeah. cutting off users, like essentially hanging up yeah. on users. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but the, the, the ironic part of this whole thing to me is if you go back a couple of years, um, Microsoft famously came out with another I was just chat thinking bot. about that exact same thing, the, the chat bot that, that was on Twitter or whatever, and it yeah, was turned that, into a Nazi from, in like a day. Went from <laughs> zero to Nazi in only a couple of hours. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's pretty crazy. Yeah. So, yeah, um, if you if you if you're one of those people who was, you know, concerned about AI taking over the world and killing all of us, you might be right. <laughs> you might be only only, however, because crazy people are trying to convince it to do stuff it's not designed to do. But welcome to humanity. But, <laughs> but again, like this is this is one of those like, you know, it. It. it is doing it sort of on its own. It's not even, it's not even really. Um, yeah, but it's, it's, they're, it's, they're not pushing them to try to do this. It's because people are trying to circumvent the controls that have been in place. You said so yourself. They're trying to, they're trying to convince it to do stuff that it's, that it wasn't designed to do. Like by telling it to act like it's not chat GPT, for example. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That, that, that stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, let's see the, what was this one? Um, the chatbot, so they're talking about Bing here. The chatbot threatened this guy, a philosophy professor, telling him, I can blackmail you. I can threaten you. I can hack you. I can expose you. I can ruin you before deleting its messages. Wow. It even covers its own tracks. <laughs> Apparently. It's it's like, a, yeah. it's like a teenager. It's been caught doing something it's not supposed to. Yeah. Microsoft admitted that Bing was prone to being derailed, especially after extended chat sessions of 15 or more questions. Interesting. So, yeah, so um, I think I think the fact that it's deleting those messages, I think that's what one of the things that Microsoft was had added was if it goes beyond and it starts veering oh, okay. into the you know attacks and everything else, it still seems to spit out that first bit, but then it erases it. So <laughs> I don't know if that's better. <laughs> trying to cover his tracks you're right is that better or not it's like i already saw the thing and then you deleted it you have a guilty conscience yeah. there <laughs> ay, ay, ay. all right so uh yeah. yeah ai might might ruin us all ai is gonna kill you it's gonna kill you it's gonna Sorry. try to kill you anyway no that's crazy it just doesn't have arms yet yeah, wait, right. wait till we add the arms. Yeah, wait, wait until they they link it up to the nuclear the nuclear uh, missiles. 
We haven't we haven't learned that from Hollywood, right? <laughs> no. <laughs> All right, folks. I think that's it for tonight's show. Thank you for watching live or listening or whatever it is that you're doing to consume the show. We appreciate you guys. Uh, if you want to support the show, check us out on Patreon, patreon.com slash ironsysadmin. I guess it anyway, yeah. Uh, if you want to join our community or follow us on the the Facebook <laughs> or the the tweeters with uh, what what were you calling them? Me uh, Melon, oh, Husk. Melon Husk. Melon Husk. Yeah. <laughs> uh, go find us on ironsystemin.com. You can find links to all the places. Uh, you can also follow. Um, I announced this last week. Maybe you didn't hear this. I actually have ironsystemin.com contributing to the Fediverse. Like, it is its own item in the Fediverse. If you find at Nate at www.ironsystemin.com, you'll be following the show directly, which essentially boils down to, like, an RSS feed. <laughs> it's funny. We've come full circle. Oh, yeah. The, the Fediverse mm. is a bunch of RSS feeds that come into a social media feed. It's really what this boils down to. <laughs> Congratulations, uh, you've created a circle. Yeah, right? So anyway, you can follow the show, or you can follow me, or Jason, or probably Mark. Yeah, I think Mark's. Yeah, Mark's there too. He made his own little uh, Raspberry Pi-based um, Mastodon instance. Uh, just look us up. Things are in the notes. Find in the notes. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for watching. Whatever you're doing. And uh, yeah, we'll catch you next time. Not all. As we hear Jason's mouse go click click. Dude, you making fun of me with the, the keyboard and the mouse. Have you heard you typing on the on the the, the podcast yet? Because you, you you clicky clack louder than anything I've ever heard. I have a loud keyboard. Yes, you do. I mean, it's. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. It's clicky clacky. And... My keyboard is totally quiet. Anyway, all right, folks. <laughs> Show's over. We're gonna go to bed. Good night, folks. Have a good one. Good night. My keyboard's not that loud. I try very hard to not be uh, quiet, not be loud. And you, you know, a couple seconds longer, and I could have announced where Elon's jet just landed, and, <laughs> and and we could have totally been banned by Twitter. Yeah, right, right. I was too late. You're following the Elon jet account? Is that it? Yeah, just because. Just <laughs>